this chair reserved for Will Wheaton. Hello and welcome to this episode of Game on Girl, the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. This week, we're chatting with Mia and Omar from the Geek and Sundry vlog channel show, Two Broke Geeks. And in our rap segment, we'll tell you how we've been geeking out this week. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game on Girl. We are beyond excited to welcome our guest this week. Mia Rosella is one, one half of the web duo Two Broke Geeks on the Geek and Sundry vlog channel. She is a Los Angeles-based writer, artist, and improviser with a love for cartoons that is disproportionate to her age. Omar Najam is the other half of Two Broke Geeks. He is a Los Angeles-based writer, director, sometimes actor, and has married the fictional video game character Karen from Harvest Moon over seven times. Welcome to the show, guys. We're so glad you're here with us today. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure. So give us a little background on um, Two Broke Geeks. Uh, how did you guys meet and how did you come up with like the concept for the show? Um, well, we had already met way before in college. It's, uh, we went to UC Santa Barbara, so gaucho pride. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and we'd already been in Los Angeles for... About a year. Yeah. Yeah, about a year. And, you, um, and Omar was doing stuff on YouTube already. Yeah, I started uh, once we graduated. Mia graduated a year before me uh, from UCSB. We both have, have degrees in uh, film and media studies. And we stayed, in, Mia stayed in Santa Barbara for a year, and I stayed for a few months after graduation. But my video camera broke, so I had no way of like making short movies or stories or anything. So I was really bored, and I decided to start vlogging because that was a great way to like tell stories and you know come up with fun, imaginative, you know, little things to do he, on the he internet. He never vlogged as himself. By the way, he had all these characters. Like, characters, yeah, yeah. But then never explained that he was in character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think I'm a failed writer. Yeah. <laughs> a little trickster in there. <laughs> so if your camera broke, did you just use the uh, camera on the computer? Exactly. Oh, okay. So I used the eyesight, uh, and our apartment at the time had really nice lighting, so it was like it looked it really good. good yeah. That's rare. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I was just thinking that. God, every place I've ever lived has had tragic lighting, man. <laughs> well, our apartment right now is kind of tragic. Yeah, the lighting—a <laughs> big building got built up right outside our only window, and it's pretty dark now. <laughs> We've got a friend who is um, an actor, and we do audition tapes for him all the time in our living room. And it is, it, it's like the Olympics getting lights set up. It's just amazing. Um, but um, I guess to and finish answering the question. To actually answer the question. To actually answer it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if we answered that. Um, basically, yeah, Omar was already doing YouTube, and then I just thought the name Two Broke Geeks was funny. Uh, we just figured out, like, we I on a project together we never work on anything together and this will be really casual and fun what what could it be if it's called two broke geeks and then um two broke geeks was formed it started out with just netflix and watch recommendations oh well that right makes sense. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I, I thought that was brilliant I, I i looked at a few of those and it's like every now and then you find these jewels and you're like oh man i didn't know that was there <laughs> yeah yeah, except well, Netflix you. likes to shake things up because they like to take things off sometimes. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, those videos probably don't keep very well because <laughs> we had well, we did like a we were gonna do a live uh, uh like we were gonna Mia hasn't seen a, a lot of really famous movies and one of them is The Patriot, which was on Netflix streaming for a long time. Mm -hmm. So we had scheduled it. We made the poster. We're like everyone tune in to like our Google Hangout. Watch us. 
And like the day before they took it off. It was a really tricky, like we had to like purchase it through iTunes and stuff like that. And everyone's like, well, I can't watch it with you, but I'll watch you watch it. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> and we felt obligated to describe like everything that was <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, then you have to be telling people, okay, so now it's the scene. This is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's your improv, Mia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was kind of engrossed though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. As she should be. As she should be. <laughs> I had never seen Mel Gibson in a like a pre What Women Want movie, so I was being really impressed. It wasn't <laughs> what I was expecting. Oh, you hadn't? No, I hadn't seen a lot of really famous things. Oh, okay. Yeah, cuz he's got some he really does have some very good work. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's a reason that that he's where he's at and he had such a high place to fall from. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. It's really like, worded so poetically. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. It makes me so sad. <laughs> well, it was it's re- it was really fun watching your um, your vlogs because I love talking to other people or meeting other people who are as crazy about um, TV and movies as as I am. And I'm mostly just a fan. You guys are actually more in the industry, but. Um, oh god, I love television. <laughs> I would say we're definitely fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so you started off with um, the Netflix recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find out about the Geek and Sundry contest? Well, what was awesome was that people started tweeting it at us pretty much the day that it was announced. And then I'm sure we would have heard about it in another way because we're both really big Geek and Sundry fans. Um, but immediately we got some tweets about it because tried to get their attention before and we love them and we uh, <laughs> made jokes about Will Wheaton a lot. Um, and so then when we heard about it, we were like, oh, this is what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. This is the, the future of our channel because mm-hmm. otherwise we're just making Netflix videos indefinitely. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. will most likely be inaccurate a month from now. <laughs> yeah. we really excited and uh, got to kind of get our brokenness out more because we had a couple of videos we were trying to do like broke how to do this broke and how to do that broke but we had so many other videos on our channel that was like really hard to manage so we just kind of focused in we're like Mm -hmm. this is this is what we're gonna do (laughs) yeah well pre-geek and sundry how many videos were you guys putting out just one a week or one a week we started off for like a small where there are there's we spent a few months where we did two a week yeah there's a period of time we were doing two a week that simply was not manageable (laughs) yeah i can't i can't imagine making dual Mm -hmm. weekly content (laughs) 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 that's rough yeah some people do it some people do it every day i don't even know it's the editing that gets you yeah Mm -hmm. exactly it's it's the post it's the post-production that's you know it's one thing if you do a live show or a streaming show and, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going back and editing it, but it's a time, you know, post-production that it's what makes it excellent, right? It's exactly. What, you know, <laughs> it's what makes it, you know, worthy of, of being watched. So sometimes, I mean, there are plenty of people who do live shows that do great things. I'm not saying that. Please don't write any emails to me about <laughs> that. Anyway. Like <laughs> the editing really is great on your vlogs, by the way. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Very you. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So... Uh, how did you guys find out? It was an email, a tweet. People tweeted at us about uh, about winning. About winning. Oh, did was it an 
We well, we were just gonna go to VidCon anyway um, to go hang out at VidCon, which ne- was we had never been to VidCon before. Yeah, which is the YouTube convention. So right. it's just like all well, is it? I mean, no, there's it's like a, what do you mean? I don't think it's specifically YouTube. I think it's oh in yeah, general, technically there's online video. I think yeah. Twitch is there maybe. Yeah, yeah. Twitch. I think yeah. Vimeo right? doesn't Vimeo go there too? I think yeah, so. Yeah, much, yeah, but it's yeah. a lot of YouTubers are there. Yeah, yeah, even the Corgi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, but we went there, we knew that there, like the announcement was happening that day. And since we live in Los Angeles and VidCon was being held in Anaheim, we were just, we got to go. Right, let's yeah, just go. That yeah. yeah, that and was convenient. So we were, you know, we went and got, hang out at the Geek Institute booth and we met some of the other contestants. Like mm-hmm. Andrea Heckler was, Heckler was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were really excited to meet everyone. And then including some of the contestants who ended up being on the Geek Institute Vlogs channel later, like Akeem. Um, Christina and then, and was Christina, there. Oh yeah, we, oh yeah, we hung out with Christina so much. That was that was fun. <laughs> I so it kind of like, started to make it a community. Yeah. Oh yeah, everyone right like there. who, I think everyone who was like involved with the entire thing was uh, just so. No matter where they were placing, everyone has been like really active on Twitter with each other. They've they complimented. Everyone checked out each other's content. It was really nice that they they opened up the contest to um, voting and stuff like that because it wasn't only a popularity contest. You knew that you could vote for multiple people, so you could, you know, vote for your friend and then vote for whoever else you wanted. And right. you know that it, you knew it wasn't the only criteria. So you weren't stressed out if you felt like that was really nice. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice. So it, what ended up happening was everyone just befriended each other, super supportive. Like everyone was kind of finding the people they liked, and then they were saying, oh, for this person and me, like, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was awesome. It didn't feel like a contest, in my opinion. Mm. It felt more of just, like, who matches, like, what, or just kind of getting, like, the X-Men team together, <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> rather than, like, American Idol sort of, like, eliminated, eliminated. Right. Um, Somebody started, like, this that this phrase called, like, the new vlogger army from that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. That's awesome. I love that. But we got yeah. to go on stage at VidCon during the announcement, which was really crazy. There's a video of it somewhere. That on was YouTube. weird. <laughs> that was really crazy. It was just like everything started happening really fast. We went Felicia. We went on stage. All of a sudden, and there was a huge crowd of people. And then there was video playing. Ah, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> That's Very fantastic. surreal. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> so, how have things changed? Now that your vlogs are on Geek and Sundry, how have they changed? Um, specifically, what I'm curious about is, has production changed very much? I think uh, the one thing I, I know that I can definitely point to that has changed is that my uh, my mom's a painter and my dad is a photographer, uh, both by just those are their favorite activities to do in their spare time. And when I went home for Christmas this year, they got me like everything to do with like shooting vlog stuff. <laughs> 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 like all the like get, my dad got me like lights and stuff like that. So I think people have been more um, understanding or supportive, supportive of our yeah, production. Encouraging even. Not that people yeah. weren't supportive, but more encouraging and excited probably. And then we're more excited too, I yeah. think. It gave us more. I, production quality, other than the stuff you got from Christmas, I don't know if technically you know it changed as far as the camera or what we we're doing but our focus definitely changed um to the broke angle and wanting to be informational mm-hmm. um and it just gave us like a lot of rejuvenation energy <laughs> yeah i really liked the one that you guys did um on charities like how to give and you know how to be broke and give back <laughs> yeah thank you that was fun because we did, had just done um extra life right before that mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome 
yeah, I was I was watching that one last night and even talking about volunteering and giving your time or maybe being the organizer of an event and things like that. I thought those were really great tips to give people. So that's thank it. you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, I also loved the um oh the gifts was good, but I like the Doctor Who party. <laughs> that we was had, one of them. we do these parties on our on our personal channel, so we were like that was almost like a crossover. That was weird though. Like I remember going in for the meeting for that because we we hadn't originally planned to shoot a Doctor Who party. Um, it was just like we were gonna do normal videos, and then our producer Jenny Powell. Called us in one day. Best producer ever. I went there like during lunch. She's like, oh yeah, like I have something to tell you. So I came in just like meet with her. And she's like, BBC saw the videos. They want you to throw a Doctor Who party. They sent a bunch of stuff for you to throw a Doctor Who party with. And for like BBC and BBC America to know who we are is the oh weirdest, craziest <laughs> thing to happen in my life. That's a big thing that changed when <laughs> yeah. you're doing this, <laughs> We got to do that. It got free things. That was awesome. Yeah, it sort of takes it up a level for you. <laughs> <laughs> When you realize who's watching you all of a sudden. Yeah, it's exciting <laughs> and scary all at the exact same time. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> you're not sure whether or not that you're uh, <laughs> you're viral for the right reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I guess we're, I wouldn't count us as viral, so we're safe from that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not contagious. Our team is awesome because they hook us up with all that stuff that everyone over at Geek and Sundry gives a lot of guidance and, and the fact they're really, yeah, so, they're, they know we're broke, so they also like try to get us those crazy <laughs> things. You know? They're really, it's like, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're awesome and they're fantastic. And the fact that like they were working with BBC and BBC wants to promote the idea of like a broke party or like you don't have to go out and buy everything. Like you can celebrate the things that we make and you love like without spending a whole lot is just such a great message to people who love the show and mm-hmm. yeah. celebrate Doctor Who. So I just love the fact that that message and sensation out there. You mentioned a producer about how many people do you have that work on the show in the background? Well, all of our videos and the videos of the other bloggers are just done by us still. Like, we're all still doing our own videos, but there's just a producer of the uh, vlogs channel. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she kind of just manages it, and then there's a couple people on that. Um, we got, like, Kathleen and Sarah to, yeah. like, keep, like, you know, just, like, um, tweet us out and yeah. make sure that we're getting, like, attention, which is really nice, but also just keeping a unified sense of, the personality of the channel. Yeah, basically just, you know, whoever's working over at Geek and Sundry, but we also have a producer just for the vlogs channel. But they don't really come and yeah. make the videos for any of the vloggers. Yeah, we do work and then we go to sleep. They do hard work and never sleep. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we play with, like, Dr. Who toys. And, <laughs> <laughs> and make videos about it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's awesome. When you guys first got started, how did you get the word out about your vlogs? That's a great question. Like when we first got started pre-Geek and Center? Yes. Um, tw- Twitter? Well we, have, <laughs> uh, well, we have really, 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 really awesome, amazing friends and family who uh, were supportive right from the get-go. From like the first episode we put up, people were just like favoriting it and like posting it. Our friend Andre, uh, Black Nerd Comedy, liked our first the 90s uh, yeah, was, Netflix video, and he's really big. <laughs> he's really big on YouTube, and it was so nice of him, because, like, at that time, our videos were getting, like, 100 views, and he's, like, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, so... But he didn't. He doesn't differentiate. Cause, you know, he's nice. But yeah. Well, it, the, the whole the blog and the vlogging community, everybody is is fairly supportive and very tight because they know how hard it is. Exactly. <laughs> but they also know that 
you don't do this without a passion Mm -hmm. because you love something, you love talking about something and um, you've got something to share, something to contribute. And so everybody kind of understands that we've been, we've been really overwhelmed by um, the networking that goes on. Mm -hmm. Now, are both of you um, really good with a social media? Cause like, I'm really terrible. (laughs) I love, I love Twitter, but if I get started, I don't get anything else done. So Regina tends to do the social media stuff. Do you both, you both do that? I think you and I are in the same bucket then. Cause Mia is the social media person. Okay. (laughs) Omar started helping me a little bit more lately or a lot more lately. Thank you. Uh, Because we, (laughs) I just was starting to get like a little overwhelmed. Um, and there's, there's somebody calculated how many social media accounts you can have. And it's like 50. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. But I, yeah, I guess I do that. Yeah. It's a lot. It is. Oh, it's it's <laughs> overwhelming for me. I just, yeah. I, like I said, I love it. I, I would have my Twitter feed up, but I would realize that that's all I was doing is reading that all day long. Mm-hmm. And it was so informative. I really enjoyed it. I love the people that I follow. But I, I can't concentrate on more than one thing at a time sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's definitely pros and cons. Because you, I mean, on the plus side, you get to have them instant gratification of talking to people, mm-hmm. your viewers yeah, and listeners. Yeah. Everyone's, and then you get to meet, you know, people who you really respect, too. It's like they're really, they're really accessible. You're really accessible. And then on the downside, you're like constantly plugged in. Yeah, yeah, that's but it's problem. really handy at cons. I love it. Oh mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Uh, I, in wonderful. fact, um, I was in San Francisco, and uh, Christina, who does um, photography and like visual vlogging, wa- she lives in San Francisco, and I just tweeted at her while I was there. I was like, "Hey, I'm in your home city." And we tried to meet up. We ended up not being able to meet up because of scheduling stuff. But it was funny that, like, I didn't text her. I didn't call her. Yeah, I, like, tweeted Mm -hmm. her. I was like, I'm at this restaurant. She's like, I'm in a restaurant down the street. And we were just, like, tweeting back and forth instead of, like. (laughs) I had uh, one of my dissertation committee members when she was trying to find the room for my defense. She, She didn't have my phone number, so she tweeted me. She's like, where are we supposed to be meeting right now? <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is only the most important day of my life. Yeah, we're down the hall here. <laughs> the best thing that's ever happened to me on Twitter that sold me on Twitter when I first signed up and I wasn't following like anyone, I was following probably like 10 people, was that I just tweeted that George Takai had like a really good Twitter. And then he tweeted me back and <gasps> I was sold, sold. <laughs> He told me to live long and prosper. It was like the best moment of my life. Oh, oh my stars. I know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I have screen captures of a few tweets. I will admit that. <laughs> well, I have a folder on my desktop. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got, but Regina, Will Wheaton gave you the, uh, uh, what was it he gave you? <laughs> the Blue Star of Awesome. Yes. What? Yeah. Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is so cool. Uh, what happened i i was at um, emerald city comic-con uh two months before i defend or actually i guess it was a month before i defended the dissertation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i had um i quoted will wheaton in my dissertation Uh, in the last chapter i used a quote from the keynote address he gave at pax years before and um, I was standing in line and I turned to Chris and I said, do you think he's ever been cited in a dissertation before? Because I had, I had literally like the day or two before put the citations together, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, well, Wheaton citation in my dissertation. 
And I was like, do you think he's ever been cited in a dissertation? And he's like, I don't know, probably not. <laughs> Are you going to ask him? And I'm just like, well, I was thinking it might be, you know, attention getting. <laughs> and he's like, so he's like, yeah, so why don't you? And so I walked up and I walk up to him and, I'm, you know, going to have him sign a book. And I said, to the best of your knowledge, have you ever been cited in a dissertation? And he looks at me like I'm kind of nuts. <laughs> And he said, not that I know of. And I said, well, you have been now. And he looked at me and he threw his arms back and he's like, tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) So I told him about the dissertation and Game on Girl and what I was doing and putting together. And um, he asked me if I had defended yet. And I said, the defense was actually, you know, in a month. And he's like, don't go anywhere. Because I was going to run away, right? (laughs) (laughs) Having this like epic conversation with Will Wheaton and I'm going to run away. So he's like, don't go anywhere. (laughs) So he goes behind me, grabs me, comes out and he's got a little notebook and he's like, I want to give you something. And so he takes out a little notebook piece of paper and he draws a big blue star on it and he fills it in. (laughs) And he writes the blue star of awesome, plus five to defensive dissertation. <laughs> Signs it with two W's and it's hanging on my wall right now. <laughs> that and, is so awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then I had written it up. I wrote the story up and I put it on, you know, our website. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had posted on his website. I'm like, you know, thanks for the blue star of awesome. You know, I wrote about it on my blog. Here's the link. And I don't know, five minutes after I had put that comment on his site, he had tweeted it. And I was like, and that was like one of those moments, like (laughs) you were talking about me where you're like, oh my God, this person just tweeted to me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Tearing up and I'm like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden, all this, you know, all these awesome tweets start flowing in from people who are like, that's the coolest thing ever because he had put my Twitter handle in there too. So Uh yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. (laughs) And then I took it back. I actually took the blue star back to him with, because I took a picture with him as right after he gave it to me. And I took that and the badge from the con and I took it back to him the next year um, at the same con. And I put it down on the table, you know, just in front of him. No, you know, I didn't say anything to him. I just put it down and he's like, I know you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, how'd it go? And I said, well, I'm a doctor now. So how do you think it went <laughs> like, oh, that's fantastic and so he said uh, yay and he he said he autographed it for me again so all that oh. is up on the on the wall now so. double signatures <laughs> yes yes so we have the blue star and the you know the acknowledgement after <laughs> that's well, funny when those moments happen when you're freaking out or geeking out because somebody tweeted you is usually that you're like alone in your house so usually in real life you'd be like squealing and ta- and grabbing your friends but just you just do that I don't know if you do that but that's what I do oh no I do it I do it I, I think I grabbed one of my cats and was like oh my god look at the screen and she's like what are you doing crazy human? <laughs> like you have to see this yeah so I have I have screen captures of all the tweets that came in after that and all the people who had said nice things about you know my research and about Will Wheaton and all that stuff from that story. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> and Omar, did I, if I remember from all the emails I was reading, were you guys at Tabletop last weekend? Yeah, well, we, we were... weren't at Tabletop the show, uh, but we were at the Tabletop Day announcement. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> for, the, for the International Tabletop Day. That's yeah, correct. so that was cool. So we actually did get to meet very briefly Matt Will Wheaton on that day. We immediately ran, like, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so, because we were fairly positive that he did not know who we were. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that he doesn't know Mm -hmm. who we 
are. But I was, I prefaced it like, oh, I'm not, sh- I don't think, I, you know, I'm not sure who you know us, but like, you know, I'm, I'm Mia, and he was like, I'm Will, and then, you know, in your head, you're like, I know. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and we met him, and we, he was kind of like the man of the hour at that party, so yeah. we didn't want to, you know, bug him too long, and just figured and hoped that we'll just see him again sometime, but um, we did bother him enough to take a quick picture that I think turned out hilarious. <laughs> nice. Uh, so he, he, yeah, we took a quick picture with him, and then we kind of like didn't didn't bug him because scuttled off of, and played more like, board games. It was every, well, actually you know, no. What happened was, was we like there, we hung out, know. we like took the picture with him, and they were like, "Thank you so much." And then we went and then just bothered Bobak. <laughs> yeah, we saw Bobak, you know, Mohawk guy, nasty guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we 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 didn't like bother him too long either. I didn't want to bother anyone too long. Everyone's playing. We played board games with a lot of people, which was really fun. Awesome. It was just like a hangout, play board games kind of thing. But yeah, we did. Will was really nice. We probably mm-hmm. could have talked to him, but I just felt the the presence of like just so many other people that mm-hmm. wanted to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you're in you know in a situation where you know you're talking to the person who everybody's there to see. It's kind of like when you're at a wedding, and right, you, yeah. you, you really exactly. want to spend time with the bride and groom, but you know there's X it was number. Exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was a tabletop wedding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> tabletop engagement party, kind of as he announced the date. Exactly. A tabletop wedding sounds it. awesome. Oh, well. oh, like if there were board games at all the tables, like when you get sectioned off of the tables. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That sounds familiar. Somebody do it. I did that. <laughs> did you have board games? Yes. <laughs> and dice and card games on every table and board games on a on a center table for everybody to pick from. You just want everything. Oh, like you <laughs> have Blue Star yeah, already. Blue I don't know Star how. For a reason, dude. And I gave, uh, the favors were um, were uh, RPG dice, so like D20s and D12s <laughs> were the favors that people yeah. took home. So. I'm in taking so much awesome information now. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. It was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so now you guys are tabletop gamers and are you video gamers as well? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. A little I would bit. Say I- I definitely like to, I, I'm more comfortable with casual gamer as yeah, the title. I've never. Just because my brothers are gamers. Yeah. And so I know that I can't say that I'm a gamer because they're just like, and how many hours of Skyrim did you play today? Let me guess. It was closer to zero than 24. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, my, That's unfair. My sister's a gamer too. <laughs> so I've never called myself a gamer really. Did you guys play anything um, at the tabletop announcement that was new that you hadn't played before? Unspeakable, unspeakable words. words. With oh. the writer of Unspeakable Words. Yeah, the writer oh, of Unspeakable cool. Words. Oh, cool. Mike Salinger came over to the table and he was like, oh, I'm playing Unspeakable Words. I heard uh, people playing it. I can recognize from people are playing it. And we we're like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, because I'm the writer of the game. And everyone was like, uh, can I play with you? And we're like, of, of, of course. And we won, actually. Me and oh, I yeah, won. Oh, yeah, we won. Omar and I had a team because there were a lot of people. So we had teams. I don't think that's how you usually do it. But we, we did win. Mm-hmm. So booyah. <laughs> nice. Now, I've just heard of that recently. What? Um, how do you play that? It's a competitive game? Yeah. It's, it's... like a word game. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the, the scoring is different. So you get cards with letters on them. And usually letters are scored by uh, rarity, like in Scrabble. Mm-hmm. It's like 10. But they had some kind of, I don't actually remember what the scoring was based on, but it was a different, totally different. Um, and then you have your cards and you try to like, spell words with them you put the cards name spell words but you also have uh, a 20-sided die and you like the score of your word however much that equals you have to roll the dice and then 
um, get a higher score, get a higher score, equal or higher score on the dice that you play. To your yeah, word. so let's say you put down a word that has like a bunch of letters, so you get 16 points, and you roll and you only get a 15, you have to give away one of your insanity points. Mm -hmm. And when so, you reach zero insanity points, you're out of the game. Yeah, you have these oh. things that are like your sanity. And so if you keep playing these super high words, but then you're not rolling that high, then you, you know, you're going to start slowly losing your sanity. And then when you only have one um, sanity guy left, you become insane, and then you can spell words however you want. Right. Then, then no rules of spelling apply to you. Exactly. Yes, but it's like high risk because then you can get, you know, spell whatever you want, but then if you, you roll, if you roll again yeah. and you lose your last guy, then, then you you're lose. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. It looks really fun. I haven't played it, but I watched the tabletop episode. Yeah. I saw that episode, so it looked like it was great fun. <laughs> it was really fun. There was a lot of arguing. I don't even know what we all were arguing about. We argued over certain words. Certain words were only used in England, and people were like, you're in America, don't you? It's like, <laughs> very <laughs> contentious. <It> was... <laughs> Well, maybe it should be more like Scrabble, where you set, you know, you set up at the beginning. This is the dictionary that we're using. Right, exactly. You put down the book. <laughs> exactly. Everybody has to agree to this, but it couldn't be like just any dictionary. It would have to be like a Cthulhu-themed dictionary or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Lovecraft lexicon or something. Exactly. Exactly. The our lexicon. That would be was, awesome. Our, I felt like our rule book was just Mike Salinger being there, though. Like, <laughs> was he, the key, yeah, if the he writer. Said, that's not yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I Maybe could see that. He could kind of play the trump card, couldn't he? <laughs> it's my game! Oh, wait. <laughs> so what are your favorite board games, then? Um, I, I think right now we're both in, like, a huge honeymoon phase with Small World. That game was yeah, we, so we fun to play. Small World, and it was awesome. Our friend has a copy of Small World, um, and we just played it earlier in the week. It was awesome. And he also has Star Flux. Oh, yeah. Star Flux really was great. Oh, those are two of my absolute favorites. <laughs> we got the tabletop shopping list, basically. <laughs> yeah, I know that shopping see, list. I don't know. I don't see how I can grasp the concept of Arkham Horror and Small Small World just it absolutely stumps me. I, <laughs> I don't I just don't get it. I don't understand what Regina just beat my pants off. I never could understand it. <laughs> yeah, we played on the iPad when we were at PAX East. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you hate Risk too? I never played Risk. Really? Mm -mm. No, we didn't have that. We had a lot of board games as a kid. And so I'm really kind of surprised we actually that we didn't have that. But uh, we played a lot of card games. Hmm. Risk and like, Risk and Monopoly can go can can have that same kind of effect on families. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They. I like to, when I'm playing Monopoly with my family. I like to just bust out as quickly as possible because you collapse the micro economy mm -hmm. of the board, and everyone gets so mad. And it's just so amusing of just like, yep, I'm gonna go straight in debt. And like, you can't because then now you're bankrupt. I, I now I can't get money from you. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a little uh, evil. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> when they came out with the credit card edition, it was bad. That was a bad Christmas where I just racked up debt in the first round. I was like, you know, let's max out. And like, you can't do that. <laughs> Very similar. I just paid off my credit card. So I guess I finally. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's, anyway. that's really excellent news. You ought to have a, a, a broke party for that, man. Yeah, that's, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but then you can't buy anything for the party. No. Right. That's fine. I'll but just then, charge it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> now, are you guys comic book geeks too? Huge. I would yeah, say that's uh, probably my biggest more, geekdom. Yeah, Omar is more, because I like indie comics. Like Omar is like actually up to date and all that stuff. Except with X-Factor. I'm trying to prolong that because that was my favorite series forever since I was a kid. And uh, when uh, they brought it back, I was so excited. And then, I mean, now they have the all new X-Factor, but they ended the series and I'm too too scared to read the last issue. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So how long have you been um, collecting comics, Omar? Um, a sophomore year of high school, I was sitting in chemistry class with my friend and co-writer buddy, Sauber. And he turns to me and goes, do you want to go to San Francisco this weekend to a comic book convention? I'd never been before. I was like, yeah, it sounds, I, I wasn't planning on doing anything this weekend. And I jumped on a bus with uh, Sauber and my brother and we went to San Francisco and like, no you know, parents didn't watch over us or anything. We just hopped on the bus <laughs> and uh, went there and I bought like an uncanny X-Men comic and I just caught the bug instantly. It was like that and like an Army of Darkness uh, poster. The one that's actually hanging, Evil Dead poster that's actually hanging up in the back of our videos. That was like the first yes, thing I Yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, that's an old poster. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the second I got it, I was like, well, now I need the one that came before this and the one that came after it. And then I just... <laughs> got stuck in it so yeah that's how they do it <laughs> yeah you get sucked in you know with a little bit and then it's a little bit more and then it's a little bit <laughs> again. well what indie comics do you like mia um I, well i love you know scott poker i was reading that when it came out so i actually had to wait for the la that last book which was just like so terrible i couldn't wait um <laughs> like yeah you're into Craig Thompson with like blankets yeah, and Habibi. Yeah, blankets and Habibi, and I really like zines because I'm just um, a hipster apparently. <laughs> um, I do really like some, you know, bigger titles, but I generally just wait for a paperback to to come out. It's an expensive hobby. It is. It is. It, yeah. I just got started last year, and mostly um, independents. I'm getting. Uh, the only main line is uh, Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman, but the independents are just amazing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great stuff out there. I really like um, John and Quarterly Press. Like, they have really cute things. So, like, Kate uh, Beaton. Beaton. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. See, it, th there's so many. I haven't recognized a single one you've mentioned. <laughs> I've got the indies I was getting uh, were Helheim and um, Pretty Deadly. And I'm pretty sure there's another one. I can't think of what it is right now. Those, oh, uh, Trillium. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trillium is See, awesome. I <sighs> so gorgeous. <laughs> it is just off the charts. It's just amazing. I love when uh, it, it comes to like around like the wintertime and they're starting to prep up for the Oscar movies and you're seeing these like weird, twisty, visually challenging films. And the, and the thought is like, yeah, I've read that already. I, yeah. I have a comic that's the same thing. <laughs> so where do you guys hope, um, say, you know, three or five years down the road, do you want to still be vlogging or what What are your aspirations? I would, I mean, I don't ever see an end to vlogging. Yeah, I keep it's... making videos as long as people keep asking for them or watching them. Because <laughs> it's fun and it's kind of like our, it started off as our hobby. So whatever happens with it happens and we could like ride the wave, right? But, but we have other you know, career objectives. And yeah. So 
but I see like like vlogging going on for a while because like we have so many friends that we met you know just solely through vlogging. Uh, a few of our buddies in Arizona and who like are going through like weird, crazy life stuff that like you wouldn't normally hear about except for unless I'm like on like a This American Life episode mm-hmm. or in a super independent film in some art house theater somewhere where you're like, oh, this is a very personal story, but like it's an actor playing the writer's life or whatever. Whereas now you get to just be like, wow, like you're you get to like watch people grow and develop and live. And there's something amazing and beautiful about that. Yeah, Internet's great. Well, <laughs> I agree. Hasn't it really merged together so much with the film industry now? I mean, the, they're, they're sort of going hand in hand. I mean, so I mean. I don't know. I don't know that the guild broke that wall, but it definitely put smeared it between. Yeah, just, yeah it I definitely mean, came to the target to, sign. If I had yeah. Credit something with breaking that wall, I would probably have said the guild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Easy A. There's like a bunch of. Uh, she's vlogging throughout the whole thing. It's like a video diary. Exactly. Yeah. Easy A. I've seen a few other films where it's like they are using that as like a narrative device, and uh, it's one of those. And also, like a lot of marketing now is done like the um, Walter Mitty. Uh, viral marketing was an online video of like yeah. a guy carrying like a video camera around with him in the Philippines. So it looks like they're kind of all just mishmashing together, which is freaking Hollywood out. <laughs> yes. yeah. it, does, it does freak some people out, but I mean, I'm really into online video because it's all stories and you just got to find, you know, ways to tell your stories. And if you have an eyesight even, and you can put it straight onto YouTube or wherever, whatever site you're hosting it on, that's, all the more incentive. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think that Hollywood is in trouble right now? I think Hollywood's always in trouble. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> Probably no more than usual. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where you'll get like two or three people who will come out and say, like, you get like Christopher Nolan, Sofia Coppola, and like Edgar Wright, who just like pop out of nowhere and yep. they just, we want to try different things. And then they'll do stuff for a while and everyone gets really excited. And then they'll like slow down a little bit and then you'll only get like one or two movies like her and everything else is like a remake of like a 1980s movie. But a lot of those 1980s movies are sort of remakes of like 1950s movies, which are like remakes of plays. So like it's always you always get the era of like the five top creative original people are like doing their own stuff on the side. And then like you have just the rehash culture comes back in and everyone starts to freak out again. And we just have to get like a new Sofia Coppola or something. Yes. Yeah, somebody who breaks through it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is not the first time that, you know, these things have happened in history. Because we went to, uh, well, UC Santa Barbara's film degree is very theory-focused. So we learned, like, a lot of history. Mm -hmm. Uh, And basically that makes you freak out less because you just see that it happened. Like, Mm -hmm. every time a new technology was (laughs) introduced, people freak out. The scary thing is that film is in in danger. Like, the actual medium itself. Oh, yeah, like the film. Yeah. 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 But that's something that's a bummer (laughs) separate conversation (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i was just really disappointed in the uh the selections that everybody put out last year and and not until the the very end it just it just all seemed less than mediocre on average in terms of the in terms of like oscar selections and stuff or oh i don't believe in the oscars If I close my eyes, she'll just go away. <laughs> the Oscars is a great way to measure what the Oscar committee watched. 
and that's just about it. It's kind of like yes. how the SAT and ACT measure how good you are at taking that test. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what they do. They exa- yes. That's exactly what they do. They don't measure anything else. Yeah, I don't believe in the Oscars. Yeah. No. Well, anything yeah. anything like that is contrived. You know, it's it's structured. It's set up. It's designed mm-hmm. to be what it's designed to be. And so, you know, there can be a fair amount of fanfare around it, but. Does it really say anything about what was quality? Now, if you look yeah, back yeah. in history, you can look at some years and you're like, why did that movie win? <laughs> really? I nobody think... watches it anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, we, I mean, in LA, it's kind of considered like the big roadblock that everyone gets ready for. <laughs> yeah. You mean roadblock? Because they shut down Hollywood. A roadblock. Yeah. Like, literally literal a roadblock. roadblock. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they blocked down Hollywood. <laughs> So could could if you were if you were nailed down, could you possibly come up with what your favorite movie is each? Frozen. For, well, for 2013, mine was World's End, and oh, it frozen yeah. right under that because World's End was just such a blast for me. No, I love that uh, movie. That was a great one. It was just, and I'm I'm totally that hometown boy who like knows the history of every shop and like it's true. has like tours that I take my friends on when they visit. It's really annoying to everyone but me. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I love it. <laughs> like, I'll just, like, be like, we have to go to, like, Aborn Library, which used to be Evergreen Library. And they're just like, no, we, we don't have to go to your old library. Like, no, we have to. We have to. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hilarious. Um, so I fell in love with so that you, book. you related to Gary I King I related so much to Gary King. Uh, I cried in that movie twice in the theater when the first night we saw it. Aww. And I cried once more when we saw it the second time in theaters. But um, And for Christmas, we both. Got Cornetto, got the Blue Ray, Blu-ray, so. from oh, our families. Awesome. They just like you both need this. <laughs> they, they didn't confer. They just, <laughs> we have two in our apartment. Uh, but Frozen, that, that Frozen, that Frozen. was just so good. Yeah, Frozen. Yeah, was awesome. I haven't seen Frozen yet. It's it's actually on my list of of movies to see in the next couple of weeks. But I've read nothing but good stuff about it. So you should see it in 3D if you can wrangle it, because the short beforehand is like oh. meant. 3D. Nice. And while it does follow like a, a very straightforward Disney three act structure, they have definitely challenged their way of thinking about stories mm-hmm. uh, in terms of just like Aladdin gets the lamp and then Aladdin gets the genie and then people don't trust Aladdin and then he goes back to his Jasmine. Like they're trying new ways to tell a classic version of a story. They perfectly, it's written really well, they perfectly balance um, meeting your expectations and also twisting them mm-hmm. and kind of subverting them. See, that's my favorite kind of storytelling. That's one of the reasons why I've loved uh, Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Because it takes those fairy tales and is like, you know, it casts different, you know, genders and takes and makes the characters different. And it just kind of like takes these stories that you know and, and have an expectation about and turns them on their side. And I love that. The, what they've done with Mulan is... Oh, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> just yeah. love her. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to see Frozen, Regina. Yeah, I know. I know. I just, you know, I hardly yeah, ever. I hardly it, it, ever it surprised me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, um, that's, that says something because you're yeah. the cynic of the two of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I didn't, I didn't love it because I kept hearing, you know, this is the best Disney movie made in mm-hmm. years, yeah. and blah blah blah. And um, it was, it was definitely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not nearly as enthralled with the music as some people were. That's fair. That's a fair note. Yeah, that's, it's, music's a total music personal. Music is very yeah. subjective. I love the soundtracks. I love those composers. 
Yeah. Um, from other things, so I was sold. But <laughs> we also have friends who worked on the film, and so it was one of those moments where and I didn't even think of it when I went to go see it. It was like when I was when I forced my family to go see it, and then they loved it. We're sitting in the theater, and like their names came up in the credits. Because <laughs> my parents were like, "No, no, we're not leaving. We're gonna we're gonna stay and watch the whole thing. We're, not, <laughs> we're gonna get like every second of this." And seeing my friends' names pop up at the oh. end, I was like, "This is." great that's awesome that's so cool yeah that is really awesome like, but i was impressed with the story they surprised yeah, I, the story surprised me yeah. yeah i felt like it was more of a classic disney movie than anything they've been putting out recently like it was so classic it was like going to see beauty and the beast or yes or Aladdin or i've heard a lot of people say that like this is a movie they like they're they're gonna take their daughters to go see or when they have daughters they're gonna go see and i've been thinking this is a movie that i'm definitely gonna make sure that if i have sons they're going to see yes yeah because it'll exactly. just make them better people Exactly. Yeah, that's. We probably should have asked us about Frozen right at the beginning. We would seriously have a Frozen podcast. <laughs> well, you'll have to do a video about how to throw a Frozen party. That is so good. Oh my god, I just I did not think that yet. <laughs> Oh my that god, now really... I wish I lived on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Skype you in, Skype you in. Yes. <laughs> well, about how many cons do you guys go to a year? On, um, well, it's more now because we can go... Well, in high school, I used to go to like you, like, one every two months. Yeah, because the Bay Area is like con. Yeah, deep. that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everywhere in the Bay Area has like, every city has their own little weird con that's pretty much a yard sale. <laughs> 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 But um, in terms of, like, the big ones, we go to WonderCon every year because that's classic. And then we've been trying to make it out to Comic-Con. It's gotten a little harder recently. It's so popular. Yeah. yeah it's so big and so commercial now, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's what's cool like, in L.A. a lot. And we can go to a lot more now because we can go, like, film, you know, videos. We went to Kamikaze, which was I had never been to before. That was really fun. That's Stan Lee's thingy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And that's what was really great about Kamikaze is that they all because they wanted to advertise a lot of movie stuff and they didn't have to move it or drive it. I'm pretty sure all the storage units for all the Marvel props are just downtown L.A. <laughs> so they have like the giant like replicas of the suits from Iron Man. They, that did, are, yeah. they just like wheel in. They're just like, well, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is right down the street. So we might as well just cart it up here for this. <laughs> neutral and just like rolled it through the doors. <laughs> I really like those small local cons. Yeah. Those are my, I still stand to it. They, uh, when I was growing up, we used to go to Hayward Con in Hayward, funnily enough. And it was close <laughs> to Halloween, so it always felt like a little spooky. And it's held in like an almost abandoned building where like oh. some of the windows are like broken when you're walking in and stuff. But inside it's totally safe. Maybe, maybe there's like tetanus, but... Um, but we, and it was just one of those things where like you would be like hanging out at someone's like table you'd be flipping through a comic and they're like yeah that's the weird one where like when Stacy fell in love with Green Goblin you know what take it you should just read it because no one's going to make a whole lot of money off of it no one's trying to sell like a giant property or thing it's just a cool way to meet people and hang yeah. out and mm-hmm. share interests that's so you're from the Bay Area Omar uh, yeah I'm from San Jose California oh okay I'm from San Bruno California oh no way yeah oh, I... <laughs> that's my hometown <laughs> <laughs> and I do that I do the same kind of thing when I have uh, the world's end thing where I take everybody to all the like sites of like oh you have to come <laughs> see this and we have to go here and they're like no I don't really need to see your elementary school Regina and I'm like yes you really do <laughs> but this is where Miss Lawson blah 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 exactly. yeah exactly <laughs> this is where it all started don't you understand <laughs> Funny. Um, we will we will trade home tours then one day. Oh right, that would be awesome. We'll pick you up on that. That would be great. Our passport program. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm just wondering if you can make her regret agreeing to that. <laughs> I don't know, because the thing is, I think... Your tours that, are so if, detailed. Yeah, I have a feeling you've been on one of these tours. I've done the same tour, like, ten times. But the tour, specifically, it's the tour of the first flight that was taken in the United States of America. It's a cool, it's good, it's cool. I just have heard it a lot. And that flight <laughs> is recorded in uh, Soarin' Over California in Disneyland. So there's like a picture where like, where I take people that they, they actually photographed it and put it up in Disneyland because it was that important, so. Yeah, instead of going to Space Mountain again, <laughs> I'm in line for Soarin' Over California every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Soarin' Over, uh, Soarin over California. Smells better than Space Mountain. Smells like oranges. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys have a chance to take the gamer type quiz? We both did. Oh yeah, we did. Ooh, so, cool. Yeah, what were your? What would you come back as? We both got roll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we both got roll. It was like mine was sixty percent roll. I don't remember my percents, but it was it was, was roll. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Both yeah. Yeah, but which is funny because like when I played when I used to play RuneScape, what like twenty years ago when I used to play RuneScape. I would have an entire story and a character that, like, when people are just like, hey, do you have silver? Like, uh, welcome, good sir. I just recently, like, <laughs> just, like, blah, 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 and trail off. So, yeah. I was surprised to get roll at first because uh, I was like, no, I've been playing more games like Super Meat Boy or whatever. Like, we try to get the prize or yeah, something like that? Yeah, but then I remembered, like, oh, yeah, I used to play text-based adventure games all the time. You used to make text-based favorite. adventure games. Yeah, I was, like, oh. crazy them i was like into like mucks and muds and stuff nice yeah well then that totally that that totally tracks with role playing like <laughs> yeah so good job guys you designed to get what 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 do you guys have what are your guys's answers for that quiz um, um i'm self yeah okay yeah 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 Rhonda was one of the uh, interviews that helped me define that that category actually <laughs> um yeah. and i'm a mix between self and mastery yeah oh yeah yeah, I've got a little competitive edge too. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Play gyms with friends or anything with friends with her. <laughs> she cannot have enough friends. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, I have right now. I'm playing gems with friends and uh, and words with friends. I went back to words with friends. I had left it for a long time, and uh, then there was a leaderboard when I went back to fr- to words with friends and. Um, mm-hmm. Then that was it. I was like, oh, well, I'm hooked on this game again. <laughs> yep, she got me on the board. Leaderboards are dangerous. They are. are They're bad news, man. <laughs> cool. Well, we'd love for you guys to check out Mia and Omar on Geek and Sundry. Their blog is so much fun. And uh, most geeks are, um, are pretty frugal. They uh, spend money on their toys. <laughs> they have to be. I mean, geek culture is so expensive just in general. So. It's outrageous. So if you want to uh, check them out, you can go through Geek and Sundry. We'll also have all of their links and social contacts uh, posted on the blog. And uh, you can leave any questions that you want for them there or check them out. Follow them on Twitter. Thank you so much yeah, for having thank us. You guys. Thanks, guys. Our pleasure. <laughs> Well, this is a wrap segment where we talk about how we've been geeking out with what we've been watching, reading, and playing. And we're so excited. Uh, Me and Omar are going to hang out with us for this. And it's always really great. I feel like um, I feel sorry for our listeners sometimes because they only get Regina and I's opinion on stuff. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's always <laughs> nice when we have. I love when the guests stick around for this because it's not just you and I talking about <laughs> all the stuff that we're watching. Although I'm finally doing some some new things. It's it it is a new year and and people got new toys for Christmas. Yes. So, um, Omar, why don't we start with you? What have you been watching this week? Uh, I've been going back and rewatching uh, Community because Troy is going to be out in, some, in the next upcoming episode. Oh. This, or the latest episode. <laughs> nice. So it's been just a trip through memory lane to go watch uh, Community. Go check That's it out been... again. Yeah. yeah. That, that show hits a little close for home, close to home for me because I teach at community colleges. <laughs> oh, ah. then it would. <laughs> I have this kind of like love hate relationship with it. Like I'll watch it sometimes and then I won't watch it because it's like I'm like, oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know this person. I, I've had this student. <laughs> You've got the star burns like sitting in your classroom. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of had a resurgence in popularity, hadn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, um, because Dan Harmon is back for this season. Okay. So yeah, yeah, he had been gone for the previous season, and then now he's back. So all the all the fans are like, oh. "Okay, okay, yeah, all right, I get it now." Cool. <laughs> what about you, Regina? What have you been watching this week? Uh, I've been watching. I'm going through uh, Fringe, so I'm in the oh, final yeah. season of Fringe, so season five, um, which is a real uh, change in storytelling structure. And you know, they kind of because they they jump forward in the future twenty years. Yeah, you're actually ahead of me now. Oh, really? Yeah, I got started on that season and I didn't finish it yet. So yeah, okay. Well, I won't tell anything more than that. But it's been kind of a a little unsettling. (laughs) Yeah. Storytelling wise, to go from I mean, not that I, I kind of like it because it's not you know kind of going the predictable route. Many of those shows go like X Files, where it just kind of like slowly and painfully dies. Yes. So I'm glad that that's not the case. But at the same time, I'm a little offset with the whole future storytelling and kind of where it's going, where it's headed. So I'll be interested to see how it, how it resolves itself. So, Cool. What about you, Mia? Uh, community also. Um, and what? Sherlock? Oh, well, I was going to say Key and Peele. I've been oh, watching a lot of. Yeah. I, I've caught all the way up on Key and Peele. It's a sketch show. Been watching on Hulu. They're super funny. They're really good at playing to the top of their intelligence. They don't dumb it down, you know? Oh, cool. that's cool. I'll have to check that out. I don't know that show. I always love that. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I, I was going to say Sherlock. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't, couldn't wait to, to watch that. I even stayed up for it, even though it came on at 10 o'clock. Let's go <laughs> Yeah, and then I saw Frozen this past weekend too. Uh, so yeah, that's an overload of amazingness. I know (laughs) the writing is just is is um, holding up though for Sherlock. I'm very happy for them. They're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Have you only seen the first episode of this season? Or did you see the whole? Yeah, thing? there's only one out, right? Well, it came out in England already. Oh no, yeah, I'm only watching it in here. Okay, well. the next two episodes are even better. Oh, that's <laughs> the way it is. I love it. I love it. <laughs> every 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 episode, you're like, oh, it can't get any better, and it does. It just, <laughs> it's like they're trying to give you a heart attack or that's something. That's like the best <laughs> recommendation you can give to a TV show ever. I know. Like, well, I Regina, are you reading anything new this week? You I am. Much at the new at the beginning of the year. Are you still just playing games? Uh, no, I actually started a new book last night. Um, I found another series by one of my favorite uh, young adult authors, Tamara Pierce, who I was reading most of last year, um, and it's called The Magic Circle. Um, and it's been interesting because uh, it's set in a different 
world, then usually all of her other books and all of her other series are set in the same universe, essentially, and have a lot of similar characters that kind of float between the different books and the different series. And this one's completely different. And it's also a storytelling style that's completely different where there are four different characters she's telling the story of and as opposed to like one character that's like the main character throughout all of them. So um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I'm kind of having the same thing that I was having with Fringe. The storytelling mm-hmm. has changed so much that I'm kind of like, okay, I have to wrap my head around. <laughs> yeah. It well, you're you're so used to, you were immersed in her last year. Mm-hmm, exactly. So. Exactly. So this is this is a little different, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I've read you know the first couple of chapters of the first book, and so I'll be I'll be curious to see where it goes and sort of how these characters evolve. So, which is always my hook. If you got a good story and some good characters in there, I always get like stuck in them. So we'll see. There you go. That's yeah. that's the the uh, recommendation you like to have. Exactly. I got stuck in my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mia, are you much of a reader? I am. I wish I was more, but I love books. I'm rereading Hitchhiker's Guide right now, which oh, classic. like a billion times, but it's been years, so I'm rereading it. I also semi-recently read Ocean at the End of the Lane, um, oh, yeah. which is Neil Gaiman's new book. It's really good. Oh, good. It's on my list. Oh, it's so good. Okay. It's nice. Oh, and I read, you just read Graveyard Book, too, by him, also, which is, is also oh. You've been Gaiman, yeah. I've been just reading all Neil Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we did audio of Graveyard Book on a trip once. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, he reads that one. Yeah. Yeah, he reads most of them, I think, himself. And he's very good at it. <laughs> what about you, Omar? Uh, right now, I'm, I'm listening to a, uh, since you brought up audiobooks, I'm listening to uh, a reading of Jack Kerouac's On the Road. Oh, nice. Which oh, wow. functions, oddly enough, like an RPG, where like every so often he'll be given an option where they're like, do you want to travel to Illinois with these two truckers or try to go down to Death Valley with these guys? I'm going to go with these guys. So it's, like, it's interesting, like following an almost like pre-video game narrative. Oh, <laughs> cool. Um, and then right now I'm reading, reading this history of California through different like um, pieces of literature, like diary entries and stuff like that. It's like they're just bridging a narrative of California through like actual like documents. And I just cracked open an idiot's guide to knitting book last night. So I don't know exactly if that counts as reading, but. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, <why> definitely. <laughs> did you, did you read um, Devil in the White City, Omar? No, I haven't yet. Oh yeah. That sounds like something that might be up, up your alley. That was I'm, the one I'm about the Chicago's gonna... world fair, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the world's first serial killer yeah. or America's first serial killer. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. That sounds like a good, like, I'm, I'll get my hands on that. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good, it's an interesting read. It's a very interesting read. Yeah. yeah. And it's all based on research and documentation. Yeah. yeah. So that, that just sounds like something you would absorb. I, yeah. I loved it. It was really good. Oh, I'm excited. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just started uh, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two thumbs up. I actually haven't read it yet, but I, it's, it's on our bookshelf. It's on, yeah, like, it's, so it. it's so good. It's so good. I forget where I read the recommendation, but it is the one book I did not want on my Kindle. Because the cover art is so gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I got it, I got it in paperback. So yeah, that's Good the one call. thing I don't like about my Kindle is I think when you buy books on the Kindle, you should get the cover artwork, and it yes. should like on your closed screen when you turn it off. You should be able mm-hmm. to have like the books that you are 
are on your thing as part of the artwork. I, mean, I just don't understand why that doesn't like, happen. Like in iBooks or yeah. That's a good idea. Like, well, like in, in iBooks, on the iPad, the, you see the cover like when you, on your bookshelf, but it's still not the same. Like yeah. I have Mr. Numbers 24-hour bookstore, and the cover glows in the dark, and I don't think they've uh, mastered that. <laughs> 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 they have to install a light on your bookshelf. So, <laughs> so Mia, are you playing anything new this week? Um, I don't know about new. I just I bought a bunch of stuff on Steam sale. Oh, recently. what? So that sounds sale. Yes, I got some really good deals. So, you went um, through Fez. I've been playing through Fez. Oh I'm wow! Like yeah, twelve percent done with Fez. So I guess that's kind of new. I really like Fez. Um, and I'm down. Yeah, I downloaded a lot. I'm playing Stills, playing Super Meat Boy because it's really hard. So I'm not done with it yet. And I'm playing Skylanders Giants. Nice. I have a child. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with that. I love Raymond Legends, and that's a kid's game. So. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. The music is so good, and the graphics are so good, and the gameplay. I mean, it's just got everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, a friend of mine loaned me The Last of Us. Ooh. Yeah, and I got that loaded up uh, finally, the, finally yesterday, and played at least all the way through the intro, and was just mesmerized. Yes. Um, I'm I'm always behind on the games. I've also got uh, <laughs> Remember Me on the shelf. I'll, maybe I'll crack that this weekend, and I'll be able to talk about that later. Nice. Um, but I've, since I got a Kindle Fire last year, I've always got multiple games going on, and I actually have been playing Jeopardy on my Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I finally found someone I can beat at trivia, and that's apparently an NPC. <laughs> Right now, I think the only thing that I'm playing is uh, I got the what I thought would be uh, sort of a a, cho- a choice that I'd hate, but I'm playing through Goldeneye Reloaded. Really? Wow! Is, I'm a huge original Goldeneye fan. Like that's something that brothers and I like every Thanksgiving at the, at night we just play like a, like a few rounds of Goldeneye <laughs> multiplayer. And uh, so I thought that I'd hate it because it's Daniel Craig and not you know Pierce Brosnan. But it's so different that it's actually it's kind of like an interpretation of the original game rather than like trying to replace it. So. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, so it's it's fun. The uh, a lot of the environment is very active. So like water spraying at you, and like your car is like jostling depending on like what road you're driving on. Mm. So so yeah, but I'm very casually, slowly playing through that. I'm not in a huge rush. I finished Bioshock Infinite like a few months ago, and since then I've just been still catching my breath. Oh, from, you know, yeah. been playing though at Drew's house is Wolf Among Us. Which oh, is that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Wolf Among Us is that's a huge awesome because I'm a Fables fan. So to play through that is just a totally different sensory experience. (laughs) Cool. Very cool. What about you, Regina? Oh, I just had a game day this past weekend, and um, we played a bunch of, um, we played Pandemic and went down in a blaze of germs. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that happens in that game. <laughs> um, I got to play a new game that actually uh, was a tabletop recommendation. We picked up Quirkle. Oh, nice. Yes, which is like a shape and color version of Dominoes, kind of. Um, and it looks pretty straightforward. <laughs> and it looked reasonably straightforward watching people play it on tabletop. 
And then I played it twice now and it's almost broken my brain. Like, like <laughs> there are so many different patterns to look at and so many different things you can do and so many different ways you can do things and make points. And you have to be thinking about what other people are doing and what, what they're going to play and how many colors of a certain shape there are in the bag. And oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it can it can really get you but it's fun it's really fun it's easy to pick up and it's easy to learn so um it's been it's been fun checking that out where did you play did you go were you at a gaming store or just with <laughs> no, friends just with friends with two two separate sets of friends i got a chance okay. to play it this past weekend i've only played it twice now um i didn't realize when it was on tabletop that it's a mensa game which should oh. give you an idea about <laughs> very impressed now <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny because in both instances so I was playing with two separate groups of people in both instances there was like one person who was just a complete natural at <laughs> seeing the patterns and seeing the plays and seeing the you know the optimizing of the scores and when I looked at because I always take pictures of games as we're playing them and as I looked at the difference between the boards the first night we played the board got really wide like it got really because you're you have six tiles you're trying to get six tiles in a row essentially and so the board was really spacious there was a lot of space around it but in the second game we played it was really tight because everybody was playing to maximize their points in these really kind of tight corners of the of the game board and I was looking at it and I'm like wow it's so interesting that it can go so different depending on who you're playing with so oh, yeah it was pretty fun yeah you'll have to check it out it's it's really it's it's I give it a, a very enthusiastic recommendation. So cool. Well, yeah. we were really happy that Mia and Omar hung around. We hope you heard something new in rap, <laughs> something that you can uh, uh, pick up on Netflix or something uh, you can pick up on your iPad or Kindle. You've been listening to Game On Girl. You can find all our social media connections on our website, GameOnGirl.com. I'm the co-host Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at Row Room. That's R H O. R-H-O-O-M, or email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz, with two Zs, as I'm known on Twitter and Steam. Huge thanks to me and Omar for joining us on the show today. As we've mentioned before, we love the high quality of Geek & Sundry's productions, and Two Broke Geeks is no exception. If you're subscribed to the main channel, make sure to sub to the vlog channel as well, so you too can make ends meet as a broke geek. And don't forget, Game on Girls 100th episode is coming up, and Regina and I will be interviewed by Mark and Ryan. We have no idea what they're going to be asking us, but you can contribute. Be sure and email, tweet any of your questions. Just be sure it's uh, to Game on Girl at Game underscore on underscore girl, or on Facebook, or on the blog, or email us. And Mark and Ryan will accumulate those, and and hopefully mayhem and hilarity will ensue. Yes. This is your chance to interview the interviewers. Yep. To turn the tables on the two of us. So don't let that go by because 100 episodes is a long time to wait to get yeah, to interview us, right? <laughs> That's right. Game on Girl is available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. These links, along with references made in the show, can be found on our website, gameongirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, game on! Game on!